You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to teach about the research. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is the day that won't be Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miscommunication. It's over 9,000. My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, airing on Phoenix 92.5 FM and all those wonderful places on the internet. I am Kean, and with me this week is Dara. Say hello. Ahoy. Ahoy. It's lovely to be chatting with you again uh, in between extended travel breaks. Uh, tell us where, what far-flung locations you've been to since last time you've been on the show. Oh, my God. Everywhere. Um, no, no, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, I, I don't mean to go everywhere, but it just kind of happens. And like this, I know it happened last year as well. And you're like, that's a pattern there. I'm like, no, not really, because I just kind of forget things. What happened is, right? I agree to things. Yeah. And then those things come up. That's your first mistake. Yeah. Well, I agree to things. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure. That's ages away. <laughs> and, then what, and then, and then, Keen, do you know what happens? What? They all arrive at the same time, <laughs> and then you end up in you end up in Dublin Airport ten times in the space of two, in the space of a month, which happened last year, and like seven times this year. So since we last talked, I was in London, Bristol, Cardiff, Glasgow, and somewhere else I can't remember. <laughs> so. Yeah, loads of different places. Um, and then I stage where like the duty free staff are recognizing it. No, but the plane staff do. Ah, okay. Which was not good. Uh, because last year we, we were doing a tour in Cardiff, and uh, I got on another plane a couple of days later, and the air hostess was like, "Oh, where are the rest of the lads?" And I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> I'm on planes too. Like what happens is, and it's kind of happened now where like Ryanair for me is a bus. That's what it feels like when I get on a Ryanair plane. And that's not a jab at them. I mean, it's it you're they're usually short flights. So like for me to get into the city it's usually an hour, an hour and a bit. And those flights are shorter. <laughs> so it's like a 45 minute flight is like shorter than a bus into town for me. Um so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with uh with flying, which I don't know if that's weird or not, but we do live on an island. So well, that is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, like we live on an island, and I, I'm not good with boats. I don't know if you notice or not, Keen, but the listeners probably don't notice either. But I'm not good on boats. I really can't do it. So, uh, the the prospect of me getting a ferry is genuinely terrifying. Um, 
So that's why I'm just like, hey, I will fly. It's 16 euro, maybe. Um, <laughs> and I'll just do that. And it's just like, it's just an expensive bus. All right. Well, in between your travels, because we should say ahead, and I know we always say, like, you know, we're going to cover this, this, and this, and we only manage, like, two things. But there is we... only two of us. But there is only two of us. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, we're a little bit better when there's just the two of us, Kate. When, when there's All more. right, we'll see. Well, you have we'll a few see. films we're going to talk about. I have a few TV things we're going to talk about. But okay. in your travels, yeah. did you manage to catch that wonderful Irish tradition that is the Late Late Toy Show? I would literally rather do anything else. <laughs> what is I, wrong I just, with you I just can't stand it and look if you're listening to this and you're going oh it's the best thing ever I'm like you know what I'm happy for you Um, I'm glad you you are correct listener. <laughs> you're correct listener it, it's just I hate it it's like in my idea of hell is the toy show being the only thing I can watch and it's not you know maybe it's because I don't have kids maybe it's blah blah but I also I hate Christmas so I mean, the whole thing just isn't geared for me. I don't have kids that enjoy it. I don't like Christmas. Uh, I hate Ortiz's way of presenting things. It's just all in all bad, you know? Um, and I just don't understand the the appeal of it. I mean, I, I get it's a meme in Ireland and you know, whatever, but I'm like, no, no. So when it's on, I, I, you know, I have this like sense of disgust throughout the whole day. Uh, and it goes away on like the Monday. No, it doesn't. No, for I, me it does. Speak, speaking as someone who has been to several schools this week, like you know, the toy show, like the week after the toy show, like it's this wonderful thing where everyone has seen it, and you can kind of it's kind of a water cooler thing. You can talk with kids and adults, and they've all seen it, and it's really wholesome. And it's great to see everyone getting excited about kind of these little like live human moments. I love it. I think it's super uplifting. Christmas doesn't start for me without the toy show. See, I think they should ban it. But why? Just don't watch it if it bothers you. I don't watch it. It's just I don't uh, look. I mean, this should. I don't know. I, I don't even know what I'm saying. I just hate it. I, I've always hated the Thai show and not for any reason. I don't have like a vendetta against it. I just think it's terrible television. It's like, but like it, okay, it, it's like James Corden, right? I hate oh, James. Don't you dare. It, no, it, it, no, it's, it, it triggers the exact same part of me where I'm like, oh my God, I am physically disgust, repulsed by this. So, like, like, are, like, is your heart flint to see those <laughs> children like, you know, Achieve their dreams live in front of you, like not what, what trigger something in your soul. What dreams? What are you talking about? They're like the, the girls are in the middle of like singing Matilda, and the real Matilda from the film popped up, and they all had to keep going, and they were crying from happiness and all that. Like you know, wait, it's wh- wait which Matilda? The one from the nineties? No, 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 not not Mara Wilson. No, the the Netflix the musical film that came out last year. I don't even know what that is. So it's I don't... like the biggest film of last year I, you've no, got a I, cinema so much I thought you'd seen it by accident at least no you see I don't know what that is so I mean it, no, it there's have... a Matilda musical by Tim Minchin and they made a film out of it no I have no interest in that so I mean that's the thing I, I, I would I wouldn't 
I wouldn't know about that. So it would have See, that's no... proof that you and me go in different circles because like as somebody who's like in the schools <laughs> 24-7, I've had the entire Matilda soundtrack like glued to the back of my head. Yeah, look, but I mean that makes sense. I, I'm as I said, you work in a school and have children. Like all Christmas stuff you don't like or just the toy show? All Christmas stuff. Okay, I can see why you're not the target demographic then. I'm not the target like at all. I mean, look, I, I and I think the reason why I don't like Christmas really you know, I, I'm 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 like rehabilitating Christmas because I worked so long in retail. It's weird that you work so long in retail and so like Christmas, but then again, oh, I'm the opposite. You're I, much, I re- yeah, you're like, like a really Christmas good person. Was like my life raft in retail. I loved it. See, that's what I mean. I I was just like, you know, you know, not a bit in The Simpsons where Bart is like, Krusty is coming. Yeah, is coming. <laughs> that was kind of me through the whole time. I'm like, this will be over soon. It will be over soon. <laughs> Uh, and I just I haven't been able to like Christmas like really since like I mean like last year when I went to Disneyland around Christmas time it was amazing and that kind of worked mm. I was like oh I actually really like this now and um, but otherwise I'm just like oh I hate Christmas so it's just it's just like I think there just needs to be like a space where they don't do these things you know and they're like okay it's just a Tuesday well the space where they don't do this is every other day of the year the toy show isn't done yeah, I don't know. I just it, it needs to just you know okay you know the way like the way Comic Con used to be, where like everyone who was into it went to it, and it's just only the people who are really into it or into it. Oh but, yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know, and that's what that's what the toy show should be. They should just be like, yeah, no, okay, if you like it, cool, but don't like tell anybody because I hate you know when you're on Facebook and you see like stupid memes from here. What is Actually, this? Was was a, I thought the toy show had a surprisingly little Facebook presence this year. Yeah, at least compared to. Uh, because, previous because, years because it was even worse than normal well yeah but like it's live like I mean yeah but man I watch wrestling right WWE's always live it doesn't make it good don't you run a podcast on wrestling yeah but a lot of it is just saying how bad wrestling is or how well, good there's it that is. element to the toy show too look I mean it's I mean, I we've got a lot of folks okay, to okay, cover. Okay, but, okay, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay, hold on. A mark of a good toy show is five like standout moments where either something heartwarming happens or something goes catastrophically wrong. And we but these aren't those. okay, but these aren't symbols of like something going wrong. It's like that's not a symbol of a good thing. I mean, that's just poor television. I mean, like, look, okay, and you're gonna you're gonna think I'm saying heart, right? But when a kid messes up, I mean, the once or twice I walked past it. Some kid has been doing something stupid, and I'm like, "What are you doing? You're playing with that wrong. Why are you doing that? Do it properly." And that would drive me mad. So I mean, I I would love to see you host the touch show. Now. <laughs> You're playing yeah. it wrong, exactly. So I mean that that doesn't that doesn't uh, bring joy, you know. I mean that's I, what Pat Kenny did back in the day, wasn't it? Well, I I don't know. I didn't watch it then, but that would just irk me, right? But the other side of it is is like. Okay, if something heartwarm happens, I mean that's subjective. I mean, I didn't even notice until I just be like, "Who's your one?" You know, it's it, it's just a tough sell for somebody who isn't. I think you need to really buy into it. And you know, there's certain people who are like, "Oh, the toy shows on," and they sit there with their pajamas and they're like forty, and it's bizarre. I'm literally wearing my pajamas right now. What I yeah, but so am I. But I mean, they're sitting there. No, I mean my toy show pajamas. Oh well, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got no response, but you know, they're sitting there and they're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, so cool. I'm just like, okay, whatever. You know, it, it, it's just a bit strange for me, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, we go to Comic Cons. You know, what about though? What about when the kids put like the presenter in their place though? 
like when they turn up with loads of attitude and like and they're smart Alex and they kind of put the adults on the back foot is there nothing that like kind of would you ever you'd find charming about that well that's just bold children no not necessarily there was a lad uh, Shaby this year who turned up with like a mullet and like he was like basically putting Patrick guilty in his place like you know laying down the law before he even started talking about Lego and stuff and you can kind of see Who's Who's Patrick Gilly? So confident, you know. Where is Ryan Turbidy? <laughs> Ryan Turbidy's gone. Where have you been this year? Man, I I don't watch RTE. I don't know. It's like news though. Yeah, I I I, I don't know. So what? RTE so what? got engulfed in scandal. It lasted months. No, I knew that, but I thought Ryan Turbidy was still doing the Thai show. No, 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 no. Patrick Kilty's been running it for like two or three months now. All right. Okay, well there you go. See, that that's my level of I don't that's what I'm saying to you. I Genuinely don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, tell you what, I won't. I won't subject you to any more of this. But I will no, just but... say that I enjoyed it, and I no, will and, and, and you know never what, not to ask you about it again. No, and you know, Keen, right? No, this is important because this is a good control. This is like when I talk about something that you don't know anything about. It's it for me. I'm just like, you know, there's just certain things I just actively avoid to the point of just not knowing about them. Um. And yeah, usually just, but I know a lot of people really enjoy the Late Late Toy Show. And I mean, if people do enjoy it and they're like, oh, how can Darby be so heartless? I'm like, it's not that I'm heartless. I just act like, I, I try to go along with, if I don't like something, I don't try to engage with it because then you get annoyed and you get angry. And the reason why I'm this way is because of J.J. Abrams' Star Wars. Oh my God. That and is the biggest like reach you've ever done. That was like not a, a reach. It's not a reach. Every time I like think a about ballet it, dancer leap. Every time I get, every time I think about it, I get upset. So I try not to think about it to the point that I don't. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to segue off your like backflip into Star Wars. There, I believe you've got three <laughs> films you want to talk about. Uh, yeah. So we can talk about two that are in the cinema, or or one really silly one that I saw yesterday. Oh, we'll start with the silly, obviously. Okay. So. This is a real movie, first of all. It's a real movie. It's not like a fake movie. Um, it came out in the eighties, and we watched it for in the taekwondo, uh, a bunch of taekwondo people yesterday. Um, it's called Miami Connection, right? So it's set in Orlando, Florida, right, in the eighties, and it's a, about a rock band who are all taekwondo people. They sing songs about taekwondo, and they have to fight uh, ninjas. That sell drugs. Yeah, I was right. By the way, I see Red Letter Media did cover this way back when. So apparently, so did How Did This Get Made? But I haven't actually heard that episode. Okay. So. Well, tell us your first of all. What drew you to go see this? Like, you know, like what? Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't. It was like a movie night after training, so we were sparring, and we're like, "Let's what you know." Which I know, but someone watch? somewhere must have been like Miami Connection. Let's go. Like, who, well, I mean, who, who inspired this? So. It's a movie literally made like from the ground up, written, directed, and everyone in it is in this one taekwondo school in Orlando. And it's like th- this grandmaster's like letter to the world to inspire world <laughs> peace through violence. Um, I mean, that's that's what we took away from it. And that's kind of what, what's kind of why we, we watched it, because it's like a movie where taekwondo is like a huge part of it. Um, and they're very rare. So that's why we watched it, I guess. 
Okay, well, give us a rundown of like the basic plot shape, you know. So, so, so the basis. So it's it starts off with ninjas stealing drugs, right? right? And then it smash cuts to like a rock band playing, and then it turns out that the rock band's bassist is dating the keen ninjas slash drug lords, um, sister. And uh, okay, I'm getting like a Buckaroo Bonsai vibe off. Yeah, this there's there's like three or four different plot lines that are running through this, and then it ends up where uh the drug lord gets killed, and he turns out to be the brother of the main ninja, and the main ninja has to fight the taekwondo people. But so all, the ninjas all, and the drug lords are on the same team. We think so, right? We, we think. And, so. and how do our heroes fit into this then? They're a rock and roll band that are all right. orphans from different parts of the world. Who are united by their love of being an orphan, taekwondo, and music? Sounds like Final Fantasy VIII. I, I this look, it's a very complex movie. It right. has a lot of moving parts. Uh, all these parts are bad. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing: the songs in it are, are like proper little bangers, you know. And I was just like, yeah, this is pretty good. But uh, so, so like, is this like a fighting musical then, or what? Well, no, there's songs in it because they're a rock band, so they play their songs. Right, but but then they do fighting as well. Okay, but I'm still like trying to grasp like the tone. Is this like a comedy? Is it action? Like, I, I, I look. I think what happened here is it's like it's supposed to be like the room. It was supposed to be like a serious movie. Okay, that has just become hilarious because it like it's actively bad, but it's also really funny at the same time. Like. The, the like, give me, of... give me some like standout scenes then. Like, okay, you know. well, look, as as I said, it's very like the room, and not not the not the one where they lock the young one in the in the cellar, like the Tommy was old room. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, a lot of people are talking to yesterday. I was like the room, and they're like, oh my god. I'm like, no, 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 you not that. You open one. with the room. That's so funny. Yeah, no, literally. Trouble with that. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, no, not that one, not not the one, <laughs> the young one, the the Tommy was old one, and then I was just like, oh but my the, god. The, the the drama one is just called room. That that's if anyone gets it wrong and you say the room, that's that that's on them. Okay, well that that's definitely on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I I'm shocked that like Tommy Wiseau's the room is doesn't hold that cultural significance like he used to, and I think it's Got because of our risk. It did get there first, and yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Room, so I don't. I just Room is really it. good. No, I, look from the reaction of when people when you say it, I'm like, I don't particularly want to see that movie. It's like when you say Martyr. Oh, don't get me wrong, it's not a fun time, but it's a really good film. Yeah, I know, but come on, man. I mean, it's so is Martyrs, but I don't ever want... Ne- by the way, never, no one ever watched Martyrs. Um, it's, Sorry, I'm distracting you now. Miami Connection. Miami Connection. Yeah. Right, okay. So, um, where was it? Okay, so hold on. What, what was the setup again? You got me you got me distracted here. What, what anyway, so, highlights, best moments. Highlights, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, so, aside from, like, the camera work and the, the ADR, which is... The worst ADR I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> They're literally having full conversations to the back of someone's head, right? That's how bad it is, right? So there's all kinds of stuff. But then there's like the random montages are amazing. Like they're on a beach for no reason. And it's just like awkward following people on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what is going on? Uh, the bar scene is hilarious where they go into a bar randomly and I can't describe what go- goes on in the bar because it's... Well, do they block. fight or do they sing? Oh no, neither. This is a different bar. You just go into a bar where there's women of the night there and things happen of, of that nature. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the songs are pretty good as like genuinely, 
But okay, so some of the best moments, like the fight scenes, are, are actually pretty good. To be fair, I mean. Well, you yeah, said no. they, are these all are all these actors from the same school then? Or what? See, they're not actors. That's the thing. The acting is right. Horrific. My mistake. They're all martial. Then. They're no. They're all martial artists who just happen to be in the movie because they're all from the same school. Right. Right. Okay. So, like, I think only one person is an actor. The rest of them just aren't. So none of them <laughs> actually can act at all. Like, it's really bad. Uh, but the fight scenes are pretty cool. Uh, the the gore is hilarious. Like <laughs> at at the end of it, like they're fighting each other with samurai swords, and uh, like it, it's it's weird. So they're all using like these katanas, but they're all like different levels of like effectiveness. Like someone will get hit and fall over. Another one, like arms and heads get just chopped off, and it's like <laughs> properly graphic. And you're like, oh my god, someone's just disemboweled. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty funny, and I don't think the point of the movie was for it to be as funny as it is. But it's still but funny. you know the best bad films are not they're never set out to be bad films. No, see, I see, I I think the earnest and the thing about it is at the end of it, it's like this is dedicated to world peace, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the most violent thing I've seen in a long yes, time. Yes, okay, this <laughs> is bringing back the 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 red letter media flashbacks. Yeah, yeah see, okay. I, I have I haven't actually. I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'll link it to you. But like, please do, please do. But here's the question though: Who yeah. is this movie for? To our to our listening public, who who Jeez, would enjoy I, this? I think anyway, like we like there was a, a good mixed demographic last night when we were watching it. Like we we're all after training, we'd all been sparring us with that, and it was a, a lot of different age groups. So there was like, uh, you know, college age up, you know, mm. male and female, that kind of thing. Uh, so I mean, and we all we all enjoyed it. We were all like, what the hell actually was that? But mm. we had more fun making fun of it. Um, and you know, I, I think it would be fun for all of us to watch it, like for a panel or something. I think. That oh yeah, fun. absolutely. Because uh, it is one of those kind of movies where you can watch it and like have a communal experience with it. Because it, it's it's very much like the room, and I, I it's very cliche, but like when you watch the room, it's an experience. You're like, actually, what was that? Well, like you have... you're saying with bad films, it's kind of it's an experience best shared with people. Like absolutely, and then you want to talk about it, and it it, it it's it's improved from it. Now, if you're watching it by yourself, I don't think you would enjoy it, or if you weren't, yeah, watching it, yeah, yeah. Like, if I said, oh, Keen, go and watch that. You'll have a great time. You'd be like, yeah. what was that? But if you were, like, watching it and we came in and talked about it, I think that would be super fun. Um, It's just, you know, it, it's kind of like, it's it, it's so bad, it's good kind of thing. But it is a movie best shared with people. So, look, to answer your question, if you are stuck for a random, like, party movie, go watch it. Okay. Or, if you, or, or, or if you really like Taekwondo. That's okay, it. well, that that's very uh, concise there for Miami Connection there. Now, you also saw two cinematic releases. Would you I take did. us through those, please? So I went to go see um, Dream Sequence during the week. Um, and this was like on Thursday. And we all know what this happened on the Thursday. the Nicolas Cage thing that's being advertised around the place. Correct. And I wanted to see it for a while. I didn't actually get a chance to, to sit in and see it because I went to go see that horrible new uh, Marvel movie, which I did enjoy, but... Oh, I've seen second. that too. We'll talk about that in a second. We'll talk about that in a second, yeah. Um, all right, so it's weird. It's, it's a weird movie, right? But it's like not Nicolas Cage weird. It's just like, have you ever seen Being John Malkovich? I actually haven't, no. That's a good flick. That's a really good, actually. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like a, a Nicolas Cage or a movie. Um, it's called Audition. It's where he's the writer. Mm. Um, that's pretty good, too. And it's one of those like slower burning Nicolas Cage movies. Well, uh, well, what's the premise, just to start off? Because so, even the so, ad's a bit misleading on that. Yeah, so the premise, basically, they, they say it as like a drama, comedy, horror, which it kind mm. of all is in different points. 
Um, so basically, it's about there's this meme around where for years, where there's this everybody sees this guy in their dreams, right? right? And, it, and that's a real meme. Like you can look it up. It's a it's a it's a thing. Um, but basically, Nicolas Cage is that guy, right? Where he just shows up people's dreams, and then it goes through. He becomes a celebrity because people start getting onto it, and then eventually. He becomes like a like the dreams are really violent and graphic, so people are afraid of him. He becomes like public enemy number one, even though he hasn't done anything, right? And so, yeah, way. this is what I was curious about then. So he isn't actively putting himself in people's dreams. It no, just happens, it just happens to be happening to him as much as anyone else. Yeah, but it's just happening to him, and he becomes, he becomes really famous for it. And it's kind of like a whole thing. But then the dreams become violent, and uh, you know it kind of goes from there. But it's like it's not a movie you think it's going to be. It's a very slow moving movie, but it is quite good. The cast is like very good. His, his family are, are the, the the women who play his family are really good. Uh, Michael Sarah's in it, which is very weird. Um, and yeah, Why is it, that weird? Because Michael Sarah's weird. <laughs> Anytime he's in anything, you know it's going to be weird. I'll, I'll take your word for it. He's just Scott Pilgrim to me. See, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, I really, he is Scott Pilgrim, but when he shows up in something else, you're like, oh, this is going to... Like, have you seen... Um, again, I can't even mention them because, like, uh, we're on. Well, have you seen um, This Is The End? No, but last thing I saw them was Black Mirror, apart from the Netflix Scott Pilgrim thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, um, in, in that in that film, that's, you know... Or uh, there's a few other ones where Michael Sarah is in it. Like, for me, when he's in something that isn't Scott Pilgrim, you don't know what you're going to get. Oh, like, I see. The is... fact that he's involved is, like, a sign. Yeah, yeah, like you know, it's going to be good. Like it's usually yeah. similar quality, but you don't know how mad it's going to be, right? Uh, and this kind of like is a very mute performance, but it's also really funny at the same time. Yeah, and look, I mean, that's the kind of thing you never really know what you're gonna what you're gonna get there. But the movie itself is like it's very muted. It, it's it's really funny. It's very entertaining, but at the same time, you're like, um, kind of see what the end game is. So when it shows up, it just kind of like ends. You're like, oh, but it is still very very good, and it's. These kind of movies that Nicolas Cage does, uh, like he's known for doing bad movies, which is, I mean, it's 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 honored, right? And it's deserved. But he'll do really good movies, and then he'll do these like weird movies that just kind of t- are very slow burners. And this is one of them. But I'd say if you're if you're looking for something that's a bit different, something you know that you actually kind of want to sit on and, and think. Well, about that's what while, I was going to ask you. Like, who is this movie for? Like, you know, I mean, if you're a fan of Nicolas Cage, it's for you, right? Um, okay. if, if you're looking for kind of slower, I'd say like if you're a big fan of being John Malkovich, you really enjoy this one, and I I was. Um, but like any weird Nicolas Cage pictures that he does, I think you really like. Um, so it, it is for the people. Like it's an A twenty four movie. So uh, when you got those kind of movies, this is very much like that. So you know. That's that's the best kind of lead in a bit of weird, eccentric, like potentially low budget type stuff. Like, yeah, but the budget in this isn't low. It's just used well. I mean, like it doesn't look cheap. It's very well made. It's very well paced. It's just a movie that like requires investment, and not like I saw Napoleon as well this this week. And oh my you god, know, you saw everything. Yeah, man. I mean, it just happens sometimes. I have to try and catch up, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, and the, the, just opposed to that, like, Napoleon is a, a movie that is very lavish and requires investment in time because it's three hours long. Now, it's a good flick, but Dream Sequence is much more satisfying and much smaller bite. Okay. All right, well then, sure, 
Uh, I will come back to Napoleon there because I'm curious, but uh, a film I know absolutely nothing about, which you told me you've seen, is Thanksgiving. What's the deal with that then? Oh, man. So this one is fun, right? It's a slasher movie based on Thanksgiving, right? So right. basically, but it, it's like really unique. It, it, well, it's unique until it's not, and then it's formulaic, right? But uh, it's a slasher movie. Uh, the kills are very, very entertaining. Very, it's extremely violent, like extremely violent. It's probably the most violent slasher movie I've ever seen. Um, oh my and, god! Uh, yeah, but like in a comical way. But like, okay. there's just some absolutely gross bits in it. But I mean, it's it, it is kind of across that point where it's comedy. Um, but yeah, so basically, it, it starts off on Black Friday, um, and like there's like this disaster where like mm. people have killed each other on Black Friday because they're trying to get like TVs or waffle irons or something. Your typical and, American stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the inciting incident, incident, right? And then like a year later, there's all these killings that are happening from all these people who are involved with setting off the Black Friday Black Friday uh, uh, store riot kind of thing. And uh, the killer's going through bit by bit and he's he's streaming it on the internet and that kind of stuff. So it's a cool little conceit, you know, and it's it's something I've never actually like seen before. Like it's it's a really kind of like you know, obviously like Scream has kind of done this to death and the end of it is kind of like the new Scream. Mm. But this is kind of like Prom Night. I don't know if you've ever seen Prom Night where... Um, I heard good things about it. I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, the, the one in the 80s is better, but the one they, they did in like 2008 was pretty good too. Okay. But it's kind of like that where it's like it's taking a totally different setting and then putting the slasher uh, vehicle in it. Right. Um, it, it can work quite well, but like... I, I'm not I'm not saying it's the greatest movie ever made. It really isn't. Like, the dialogue is pretty horrific. It does have... Well, this is my problem with horror movies in general. The trailers are all sort of clones of each other. It's really hard to tell what's a gem and what isn't, like... I mean, no, this this would be a gem. Like, I would say absolutely go watch okay. this, right? But, I mean, it does have problems of a horror movie, like, a, of, a, of a slasher movie, because they're cheap to make, right? They're, they're, they're very quick turnaround. Um... And like, yeah, the CGI is pretty bad sometimes. The acting is not great. The dialogue's pretty bad. But what really lets this down is literally the last 10 minutes where it's the most formulaic thing in the world. And you're like, oh my God, like, what are you doing? Like, you had such oh, a Oh, like, good coming movie. up to the end. Oh, there's four yeah. of them left. We better, yeah, exactly. We've got 10 yeah. minutes. Let's, let's, let's sort this out. And that's what happens. Yeah, that's right, what right, yeah, right. They're like, oh, You've we have to wrap movie, this up. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's... And for me, that's where the, this completely falls down because it's right. like they they had it's so good even with with the problems of a of a low butter uh, sorry a mm. low budget slasher movie. Um, at the last couple of minutes, you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so it is quite good, I will have to say. Like, if you're a big fan of Chopping Mall, if you're a big fan of Prom Night, um, this is one you're gonna like. Well, here's my question: Would this appeal to anyone outside of people who like the slasher tropes and stuff? No. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, not even a little bit. That's why I don't think it's been shown anywhere. Would it appeal to people who like Thanksgiving, like the the, the holiday? I mean, yeah, maybe. We're <laughs> <laughs> a, a bit weird. Like, oh, I just want to watch a movie. That's what it is. I know, but it's called Thanksgiving. For the rest of time, when you Google Thanksgiving, it's going to be like the third result on Google. I know, but I mean, that's a weird. That's a that's a weirder question than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, if you if you call a movie Easter, like you know, you should be like, yeah, well, people but... like Easter like it. You know, it's it's a valid question. That's fair. 
No, okay, okay. I take it back. I take it back. All right, let's fight. We'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that for later then. Yeah, you, uh, you know what? You've actually given me pause to think about. Oh yeah, that. I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting here, but like, yeah, maybe, maybe people, maybe that's what people did. Like, I really want to watch a tank. You know what it could be? Okay, how about this? Yeah. Maybe it becomes a movie that people watch as a family on Thanksgiving. Ah, and they all have a lovely time until the last ten minutes, and then well, like, I mean, all, it's very, all it's the a... children just like pilgrims get very, very pale and worried. It's a very horrific movie though to watch. Like it's like, hey kids, let's watch this <laughs> slasher movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm thinking like the olden days of Extra Vision, where like you know you just pick something up because of the name of it. You know, you wouldn't get that really on streaming anymore. It, it tells you what it is. Like, yeah, I mean, look, this was a little hidden gem. Um, and I mean, I mean, like, look, I have a Cineworld World black card. I will just go and we'll see whatever's on. Mm. Like if I'm if I'm stuck in town after work or something, I'll be like, oh, all right, I got like a couple hours. And that's how I see the movies or in between training. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, and, you know, you'll just walk in and see it because I'll watch anything except the toy show. <laughs> <laughs> As discussed. <laughs> We're going to invite you over to the toy show next year. It has to happen. Um, I, uh, fair enough. I mean, I have no problem with that. I just, yeah, okay, let's do that then. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to something slightly more wholesome, we'll say. Uh, the Marvels. This is actually one I have seen, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, you first. Okay, well, uh, you know me. I'm I'm as close to being a Marvel shill without getting paid. I I'm a very I've got a real soft spot where Marvel's concerned. Love the comics, love the universe, even as its own thing. But went into this one with relatively low expectations, uh, which I don't know why I did. I liked Captain Marvel. I liked the One Division. I liked the Miss Marvel show. Uh, but yeah, I even with that in mind, I was really pleasantly surprised by this one. It felt like it it sounds like dabbing praise, but it felt like this one really didn't outstay its welcome. It felt like it was an hour and 40 minutes. It was brisk. There's some stuff I felt was left on the cutting room floor, which I'll get into. But what was left in there was it never felt like the movie was lazy, if you know what I mean. Like the first 20 minutes, they really mine because the whole conceit of it is that for magic space reasons, every time one of the three Marvel characters uses their powers, they physically swap places in space. And that opening 20 minutes where it's like a fight sequence across Kamal Khan's house, across space, across a different bit of space. Oh, we're falling from the sky. Oh, suddenly we're in space. It really felt like an elaborate set piece that harkened back to like the first Doctor Strange film, where it felt like, okay, it's not just punching on a green screen. We're really, we're taking this concept and really mining it for every creative possibility there is. And I really liked it. I really liked the characters. I... Thought it moved at a nice brisk pace, like I said earlier. I it was really charming. I liked that the like I know it's a Disney thing, but I liked that the villain wasn't a kind of a two-dimensional villain. And I just like put we saw this what in the middle of a wedding. We left, saw it, came back, and it just put me and uh, Stevie, my wife, in a really good mood. We just really, really liked it, even though we weren't especially invested in the characters. So I really liked it. What did you think? I mean, I didn't hate it. Right. You know, I like I, I watched it and I was I was look, I wasn't a big fan of Captain Marvel, right? No, no, I remember. I really wasn't. Um I don't like Monica Rambo. Uh 
I wasn't a big fan of Miss Marvel. Um, you were, but, you were. That's because of the PlayStation game, though, wasn't it? The and, the com- and, and the comic book run, and like her in general. Well, that I'm surprised by because well, I, I no, like the comic book run. Oh, the comic book. Yeah, I mean, look, I, it's it's Marmite, really, isn't it? Yeah, um, I really suppose is. it's kind of it is it is what it is. It is no, very much. That's, that's yeah. totally understandable. Yeah, no, it, it very much is what it is. Like that's the the problem with like 2015 yeah. Marvel. It, it really is Marmite. Like some of like I really like the Daredevil run. Some people hate Mark. Is that the yes, yeah, Mark, Mark Wade. Wade one? Yeah, some people hate it. I love that. One. I only saw that recently. Yeah, so do I. And I mean, but it, it it and that's kind of Marvel 2015, right? But that's that that's pretty much why. However, right, so going in, I had like zero expectations mm. right like on the floor okay yeah. actually through the floor we, we've done <laughs> we've dug down a couple of, a couple of yeah things. but i will be honest with you right love miss marvel she's wonderful right she's yeah. the best part of it right i was like oh my god i want a series with her and i know there is a series with her <laughs> but, All right. you know I, I want her being miss marvel you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. She's, she's delightful i'm like oh my god why weren't you dissing the game why weren't you dissing the comic so I, I think like one of the biggest problems I had an epiphany after I watched this like I need to stop judging things by the comic books. Yeah. And I think that's my big problem with this. I mean, I, I didn't really get it until I walked out of this movie. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm so harsh on them because I'm like, I'm still waiting for either how bad I either have a PTSD from the comics or I'm expecting them to live up to the comics and not let yeah. them be their own thing. So I thought this movie was really good. Uh, like it wasn't amazing. It wasn't the best movie ever. I didn't hate it. Um, and that's probably the best praise I can give it. I did not hate it. I went in with no expectation. I went in expecting to be like, "Oh, this is going to be garbage." And some people are saying, "Oh, it's the worst thing ever." I'm like, "No, it really." Well, funnily it, enough, everyone really, like, cause, like you know, I I get to talk to kind of students about this kind of thing. Everyone I've talked to has been pleasantly surprised by this one. Like See, you that's said, it. yeah, not like blown away, not like Guardians of the Galaxy three good. Oh yeah, but like solid and enjoyable popcorn stuff. You know, it, you know what? That's actually the best review I I think you can give it. It's like it's just a solid popcorn movie. Mm. I mean, you sit back, you watch it. it it's not too long. It, it has some really good moments. Some of the some of the shots and CGI are pretty good. Yeah, look, it's kind of silly, but I think like. And again, I don't really know because some of the people who I, I would watch hate this movie. Mm. And then you're watching some people talk about it. And I'm like, do you really just hate this because there's three women in it? And yeah. Like, is that is that really? Because that's, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. I don't like to jump in and out of this, right? Because I really don't. It's not my thing. But yeah. if this movie was bad, I would be like, look, it's a bad movie, right? Mm. I have my problems with Black Panther first one but it's still a good movie i mean mm. my major problem with it is it looks like a ps2 graphics the graphics are terrible right but yeah which quite is good. surprising considering the director is like solid like you know yeah, but i th- I think that's the, the the va the the fx budget kind of thing yeah you know? but i mean when i watch people who criticizing this they're not criticizing the, for the movie they're criticizing it just because of the the women in it i'm like right i mean that looks really bad I yeah. mean, you know, if that's what you're, and it's the same if people hate Black Panther for for what he is rather than the movie. I'm like, dude, that that that's a you problem, right? But um, at the same time, it's like, I just 
I just don't want to, I don't know what movie they were watching. I yeah, really I get don't. what you mean. I'm like, I know that we're like kind of two men talking about this. And we are, don't really have a, a stick in this conversation or whatever. But like, yeah, but here's the thing. Can, I mean, no, but can that, let me finish that. Sorry, go on. Go on, go on. To like the Harley Quinn film a few years ago. Yeah. Where I love that, but it was kind of yeah. going out of its way to like, you know, the villain was very, very coded, like toxic masculinity, all that jazz. None of that was really in this film. You know what? That's I wouldn't it. I mean, say that the fact that Three Women is incidental by any means, but it's not like an antagonistic film to its audience or anything like that, you know? No, I mean, it It really isn't. Like, and that's why I'm so surprised. I'm like, look, yeah, the birds are playing thing, fair enough. Um, I actually like that movie too. And the thing is, I go into every movie, right? Usually, with the exception of one or two, I, I will go into every movie and be like, I'm just going to watch for it. And mm. some movies will beat you over the head with, with the message or anything like that. But you're like, listen, if your sole thing is you're upset that the three women and two of them happen to be POCs, it's like, mm. that's really terrible. Like, I mean, what's your deal, man? Or woman, I don't really know. But at the same time, it's just like, they were not that bad. I mean, comics, yeah, fair enough. Some of the comics are terrible. The first Miss Marvel, I really couldn't stand. Then I watched it again. And I was like, actually, it's not so bad. I just, I guess the question I have for you really is, do you think it's like people with their own baggage coming to this or oh oh definitely yeah or, but i or, but i or... think that's like you know that's probably unfortunately quite normal for kind of tentpole things like that especially because the marvels has this weird thing where it does like, have a weird thing the... it does have a weird thing it really no does no, no what i mean is just in terms of its release it was set up ages ago oh, okay this marvel thing and then there was a huge at least what felt like a huge gap in the air because guardians and Ant-Man were really close together yeah, Marvels was coming out the other end of the year, and no other like Marvel cinematic projects were announced. So this had a good six or seven months of weird anti hype, if you know what I mean. You actually predicted what I was going to ask you next. Uh, yeah? I was going to ask you, are they come with their own baggage? But are they also like, do you think this is like kind of like an expectation of failure? Which is yeah, yeah. Is, I mean, like it's um, I think like anti hype. I like I think that actually. Based on kind of the criteria of the Miss Marvel show and the original Captain Marvel film, people kind of decided this was going to be something preachy and cringy and that kind of stuff, and kind of arrived at that conclusion. I do think that yeah, I think there so are too, people yeah. who essentially made up their minds, went and saw it, and sort of cherry picked things to fit their pre existing view. You know. But I can't even see, find the things that you could pull from it. I'm like, mm. look, fair well, enough. There's, a, there's an extended 10 minute musical scene. I, I wish was longer, but I heard. People so do like I. Did, like, I was know. like, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and I thought it was it, hilarious. I kind of felt like, again, there's so much character the shorter runtime. I kind of felt like it stopped short of hitting its peak potential. Like I wanted to see Miss Marvel fail at singing, you know? No, like, I mean, you know, I wanted no, no. to see like where it went next, you know. No, I, I think, I think it was paced ju- just well enough because you got like if you got actually that's the scene that kind of won me over. I'll be honest mm. with you. Okay. Because like Miss Marvel just sitting there vibing to the whole thing, yeah, a little dance while the rest of them are like being deadly serious. It was <laughs> hilarious. I'm like, she's actually just a kid who's like having the best time, and there's so much character work in her that you're like, this is the whole point. You know, yeah. and it's just like, how are you missing this? You know, it's... and and you know what? We were coming out of the cinema thinking, oh, that's just like a nice fun movie. But the more yeah. we talked about it, the more we realized actually, this is a little bit dense in its it is, character yeah. because you've yeah. got Captain Marvel flies off into space, leaves yeah. this kid behind Rambo, and 
So the Rambo essentially idolized her until she let her down. And now yeah. they've got this damage. You've yeah. got like Kamala Khan, who kind of worships Captain Marvel in a very superficial way. Yeah. And then in the mix of this, you have a villain who is the consequence of essentially Captain Marvel blundering into a situation without thinking through the consequences. And sort of, they all sort of change places I like in terms of their thinking by the end of the film. So like there is a like don't get me wrong, it's not the deepest thing in the world, but there's a fair bit of heft if you actually like pull on the strings of it, especially not to give it away, considering where the Rambo character ends up at the end and all that. It does feel like there's a big thematic through line through it, you know? Yeah, and I I mean that's kind of the thing that surprised me most about it. I was I was expecting to go in and not hate it, but not like just be like, oh, okay, the superhero fatigue is 100% mm. here. And I think like a lot of people just really want that to be the case. Yeah. But it's also kind of like, you know, this is like the definition of a comic book kind of thing where you pick up an issue, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I enjoyed bits of that, you yeah. know? And But I think this is kind of like, we are seeing the tip now where they're readjusting a lot of things that's happening. They're reducing mm. their, because it's like, I'm okay with th- with this kind of release. Even some of the Marvel stuff I haven't like, I just ignore it. I just don't care about. Um, but at the same time, it's like you can't be spending six hundred million dollars on a comic book that is disposable. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's kind of why going into next year, we're only getting Deadpool three. Is that all? That's all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, and then and again, like also, they need to kind of fix the fact that Kang isn't probably going to be a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, and they're going to, like I've heard, they're going to probably change it to Doctor Doom. So, it, 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 he talked it, about that, the variety. Yeah, thing. It, you know, yeah. It, it's bad and it's good at the same time as in like, I think we hit the point where we're like, okay, now you're making comic books. Mm. But the problem with making comic books are, one, they're not all good. Mm. Two, the ones that are good, some people disagree with, which is the, yeah. as we said, Daredevil, Mark Mark Wade's run in Daredevil, either you love it or you hate it. Mm. I've never met someone who goes, "Oh, it's okay," you know. Yeah. And we start making movies like that, you're dividing your audience, uh, for for whatever reason that we kind of talked about earlier on. But then there's a third big one, right? Comics are cheap to make. Movies, yeah, aren't. that's true. Movies aren't so you yeah. really well. Actually, kind of like not time. to kind of change something too much, but there's two things because you kind of mentioned the the superhero fatigue thing. Two kind of counterpoints to that. One, I think this film uses the MCU very well. I agree. Like, I think like not just in a, this is a good MCU film. I mean, the character who rescues the scrolls, that was a nice surprise. Uh, kind of heading up to the pre-credits thing, that was nice. Like, I kind of highlighted this before we saw the film. I liked seeing Nick Fury mix with uh the the Khan family and all that. I did too. I, yeah. I, I feel like we kind of mentioned this a few weeks ago, but like I feel like the MCU is at its best where it feels organic and characters are coming and going in a way that makes sense. And it's not like character A, character B slam them together in front of a green screen and you have a movie, you know? So yeah, I like I mean, that like... element to it. Having said that, the second post-credits thing, or I suppose you'd call it the only post-credits, but you know what I mean? You, you'll know what I mean when I say about it. When B shows Introduces up. stuff, and for the first time, I kind of felt like, okay, you're reaching now. 
This too, well, the Marvel universe is too crowded. This is the even though I love the character that was in that scene, I was like, okay, hold on, hold okay, on, hold we're kind on. of okay, hitting we're, saturation, okay, hold you know. Hold on, okay, so Beast shows up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, let's stop you around. Is, the that, is yes. that what is that what you're talking about? Yeah, okay, I, that's interesting. Explain. Well, okay, you've got two post credit things. Apologies, spoilers, too late. Uh, I got really hyped when I saw the there's a scene before the credits where essentially Kamala Khan reenacts the Nick Fury thing, bringing Kate Bishop. Ah, yes. Her own yes, Avengers. Yes, that I felt was great. Because, that was like, a good scene. It was, yeah. They've been building this up for a while. Cassie Lang exists. Lots of the young Avengers exist. You know, let's just get it together. And she's a natural fit for that. Uh, when Beast and Binary, actually, which is a nice deep cut, the other Captain Marvel in the other universe, when they turn up in the other universe and like it's I'm so happy to see Kelsey Grammer playing beasts. That's the one thing we're deprived of in the way these films have fallen out. But like I was kind of like, oh, there's so many plot lines going on in Marvel now. And now we've got the X-Men universe into like, you know, like we still haven't resolved the Eternals. Like you know, well, see, and see, I can, I can, getting kidnapped, Blade I, hasn't I can, turned up yet. I can, an- I can answer this. I can yeah. answer this. Um, this is a re- the reset button coming. Oh, okay. That's what this is. Like they had to bring in the X Men somehow, but they haven't fully brought the X Men in. You know, having Kelsey Grammer there. Look, I love him as Beast, but he probably won't be Beast for too much longer. So it'll kind of lead so, into Deadpool like. It's lead yeah, it's lead into Deadpool yeah. 3, which apparently is a multiverse spanning thing. Well, it would then, be like, you know. Yeah, be, and then like and he's then, a satire one, yeah. Exactly, and then that will kind of like force reset the Marvel universe okay. into what they're looking to do and then that will set up Doctor Doom. So okay, all right. Just cuz like it's doing. it's like I don't want to be like kind of old man get off my lawn. But it did feel like in the first two or three phase, and I've been protective and defensive of phase four, but like it did feel like once upon a time, you they drop a post credits thing and it would be paid off relatively quickly within one or two films, you know, and well, now see, it feels like there's so many things in the air. That, yeah, like, but again, the- to go back to Miss Marvel, that show came out, what, a year and a half ago? But there's no status quo now, and that's the problem. So... Yeah. Like the status quo was supposed to be Kang, but it can't be. Um, yeah, but for, even for, if Kang was kept around and there wasn't any controversy or anything, you'd still have like you know the cliffhanger from Shang Chi has a bit resolved. For example, uh, yeah, and, the, and the, the Thunderbolts are still out there somewhere. Like you know, it's it's all it, it, there's a lot of things in the air. Like as I said though. What they were trying to do, they were trying to make comic books as movies. Right, can't right, necessarily right. do that. But they were all building towards... Like, what I think the plan was... How long have we got? Ten minutes? Five minutes. Five minutes. I think what the plan was, right, We they were supposed to be like, right, we're going to put this all out here, and then we're going to just have them crash them together, as you said, action figures beside the green screen, and make a movie out of it, right? Mm. Uh, bring it all together with Kang. Obviously, you have a multiverse, blah, 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 right? Mm. They can't do that now, right? So what I think they're doing is they're like, right... We're going to kind of have a, have a way to have a cake and eat it too. Bring in what we want to bring in, have your reset, and then put them around your big bad being Dr. Doom. Right, now, okay. now, do I, now do I think we'll have Dr. Doom before or after? Definitely after, but right. Deadpool 3 is going to set up whatever the, the big reset is going to be. And then that's going to be like the kind of bringing everyone together thing. And that's what they're talking about, bringing back Iron Man and all that kind of stuff as well. Okay. That To me, that makes the most sense. And it does, and think about it again, right? If you guys think this is crazy, 
there's a comic book series called Crisis on Infinite Earths in uh, it was done in the 90s. This is literally what DC did to fix this problem. I know, but that's like Flashpoint stuff. If you no, this isn't Flashpoint. It's, it's this like is time travel. If you put that as an option in a fictional universe, it's very hard to take it off the table again. You know? Yeah, no, but this is this is what Crisis did. Crisis fixed the multiverse completely. It just put it back into one timeline. Mm. And then I know other writers brought, broke it again, but what Marvel are trying to do for all intents and purposes here, they're trying to actually fix this mess. Push right. it all back in, and then because what they want to do is they want to have the continuity with the X Men, with the Avengers. You want them all kind of existing in the same. Well, Doctor timeline. Strange kind of gestured at that the second one, yeah, yeah, he did. But they, the way to do that, they kind of have to have this big kind of conversions. And that's yeah. Oh, and the Spider Man film, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, we've got three minutes do you want to talk about napoleon no i want to talk about robocop uh all right go on you've waited long enough for this go on so robocop is is a phenomenal game it's made by the guys who made the remember i talked about the, the terminator game that was really really good and yeah, yeah, yeah. so the same group are making it and they're not super high budget they're not like a big production house but they love these um licenses from the 80s so they made probably the best terminator game ever which is saying something because robocop first terminator is amazing mm-hmm. And they've also made the definitive RoboCop experience, right? So RoboCop's been been in some games. They're not great. RoboCop vs. Terminator is obviously the best one. But you're not really being RoboCop there. This one, you're actually being RoboCop. So it's a, a first-person shooter. And, you know, you get to arrest people and shoot people in different ways. And, you know, it's it's just a really, really fun experience. You don't get to drive the car, unfortunately. But you also get, like, the, the terminal spike. So, I mean, if you've seen RoboCop and you're, like, a fan of it, particularly 1 and 2, you're gonna love this one, um. And for me, I I really am, um. And I pretty much been waiting for this game my entire life, and I didn't even know I needed it that badly, mm. um. So like, if you like Terminator, if you like Robocop, pick up both the games on PS5 or PS4, and um, you just have a great time. Genuinely, if you take nothing else on this podcast, pick that up. Okay. Well. Uh, I'm so glad you finally got to talk about that. I know that that's been kind of pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Yeah, it's uh, very, remind it's very me much. what consoles is it on? So it is on. Uh, I have them both for the PS5, but I think they're both on the PS4 as well. Uh, but they're also for PC and Xbox and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, I would like. I mean, I've had a great time with it, and you can sink in. Uh, like the upgrade system isn't great, but I mean, you're Robocop, you're pretty much unbeatable. Yeah. All right. What we didn't have time for tonight was. The Doctor Who coming back, but there'll oh, be another episode by next. We'll do it week. next week. We'll do it next week. Uh, and of course, the Scott Pilgrim Netflix show, which oh, I need to see. Is that out? It is, and it's. Oh. I I won't tell you anything, but it is don't, incredibly don't, don't, don't. good. I I don't binge things, but I watched this in two sessions. Okay, I, I, let, I watched it very quickly. Actually, let me watch it because I do want to watch that. I, I will say nothing. It is well worth seeing. Uh, but yes, so. With our one minute left, is there anything you'd like to say before we go to credits or all whatever technical things you do in the edit? Um, yeah, so we're not we're not sponsored by them. I wish we were. <laughs> but during the Black Friday sales, I actually got a bunch of uh, Wicked Bricks Lego mm. set like display, um, and they're like the their display solution basically for your Lego. I think I talked about them already, but man, they're so great. Like just I I built the Executor one. You know, and the Avengers, Ooh. like the small little Avengers Tower one. And they just looks they look like proper bits of art instead of just random stuff you have in your room. So, I mean, if you're stuck for it and you want like a cool 
way to actually display your Lego so it doesn't get dusty, but also looks like re mm. look like looks the part. Um, I can't recommend them enough. Genuinely, it's it's been a discovery. Now they're expensive, <laughs> like not cheap, but totally worth it. Okay, well then. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on the first two Doctor Who episodes with David Tennant now as well as Scott Pilgrim and probably some other wonderful unexpected things because news always comes out as soon as we finish recording the oh, show. Oh man, absolutely. That, absolutely. You can set your watch by it. Wednesday, about 11 o'clock, something will happen. That's when we finish huge recording. News. It's always uh, huge news. We'll find out uh, in between that and next week. So until then, I've been Kian. I've been Dara. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 